Hello, my lovely opportunists. My name is Winter. I'm the editor and player character of Charity. I just wanted to give everyone a quick reminder to follow our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for tuning back in and we hope you enjoy. Hi everybody, I'm Corey. I'm the Dungeon Master for Opportunity Roll. Welcome back with Group 1. Say hi, everybody. Hey. Hello. Hi. So, um, last episode, you guys came across a bit of a mansion. Uh, this mansion had a lot of cool stuff in it. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So, we're all in the common room. Um, just hanging out and relaxing after a decent day's travel and then some exploration on top of that. It was a decent time of night, if I remember correctly. It was getting late. Yeah, it was very late. Uh, we're saying probably like 10.30. Yeah, I was going to say 10, 10.30-ish. Um, Asan is going to uh, approach Charity and wait for her to not be busy doing anything. Um, she'll probably just have been praying at the time, but she'll notice you walking up and she'll... Uh... Uh, end her prayer and look up at you. Can I help you? Um, yes. I'm sorry if I interrupted your prayers, but I was wondering if I could um, have one of your pieces of paper so that I could write Zachariah. Charity will nod and stand up and walk over to her uh, pack. Of course. That's what I got it for. She'll pull out a piece of paper and hold it out to you. Do you have a... Um, Quilties, or do you need to borrow some ink and quill too? Oh, I have some in my pack, but I, I thank you very much. And he'll give a, a slight bow as he takes it from her. Um, it's pretty apparent from from looking at him. He, he's 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 feeling. Uh, he's been reflecting about some things. And he's feeling uh he's feeling a little different than normal. He's not his normal chippy ace on self. She's just gonna look at him and uh, ask him, "Are you okay?" Um. Yes. Uh, I just there are some things I wish to say to Zachariah, which I never got to. Fair enough. I'll just be back over there if you need me. Thank you so much. And then he will take the paper and he will. Um, place it gently inside of his pack. Uh, he's not going to write right now. He will. He'll write later, and then he'll go. Uh, he'll probably go and see if there's anything that that um, that spyglass is pointing at. Okay. Uh, give me a quick perception. Perception, you say? All right, so that's a six. Ooh, that's not very good. Makes sense. Though. Uh- I mean, it just looks like those weird lights that always show up on, in the sky at night. <laughs> I mean, you are right to say that to Asad because he does have an eight intelligence. It looks like those weird lights that show up in the sky at night. Not only that, I think the idea of like uh, astrology still really hasn't taken a huge effect yet. The world around you is still a mystery, let alone what's in the sky. 
Maggie would love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, Aeson would... He would definitely still appreciate the beauty of what he's seeing, so he'd probably, like, look over and see if Maggie was, was looking, and he, if she was, he would gesture her over and say, take a look, it's quite beautiful. Uh, Maggie would have probably been looking through all the rooms, so yeah, she probably would be in that room maybe because she knew it was associated with Aeson, and then go up to it and look inside and be just mesmerized by everything. Okay. Oh wait. So you, you guys in your his bedroom or in the no, common room? This is the common room. There's a telescope in my okay. bedroom too. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I knew where we were because they both did have one. Um. So yeah. Uh. You'll walk into what seems to be a large common room. Again, this is uh, decorated in all different types of ways. You uh, walk over into this large spyglass and look inside. And again, you see. Uh, give me a quick perception. Oh, oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> your perception of 18, uh, it looks normal, like a normal night sky, a weird kind of purple and, and darkish hue behind all of these stars, like a nebula. Uh, and you, you think it's beautiful for a moment until you see what seems to be an arcane seal. And it seems almost like, why didn't I see this before? It is in the dead sight of this spyglass. Uh, and it looks like there are six circles. Um, and there are two of the circles that are just empty. Okay, Maggie's going to go from like, oh, I'm just looking to very intent, like her eyebrows are furrowing and she's like trying to understand this. Do I need to do like an arcana check or something or? Sure. Uh, you can roll an arcana check. Hey, that's a 20. All right. This is a very powerful ancient seal. Um, it's got some arcana you've probably never even seen before. Uh, um, very, very ancient arcana. Uh, but as you kind of read much of it, you can somewhat translate it. There's still like pieces that kind of blur through your vision because it's not quite anything you recognize. Uh, but as you get down to the bottom, you see that it's slowly starting to fade. Aeson, quickly, give me a quill. Something, parchment. And she's like, is she keeping her eye on the telescope? But she's like waving her arms. Aeson will quickly hand her what she requested from his pack a piece of parchment and his quill and she will quickly jot it down okay um yeah let's do a quick uh roll just give me a flat 20 uh let's see what kind of copy you can make uh do you have any skills like uh, uh calligraphers abilities or any kind of like innate uh, ability to that okay Well, it's it. It looks pretty to me. It you looks get, pretty to me. Yeah, you get the gist of the idea. It might be larger uh, it on makes the paper sense than in Maggie's you. head. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, you get the gist of it. Now, I will say it's it's fading, but it's not like a, a word per second. It's it's more like um. It, it's so slow. It's very very slow. This could take 
you don't even know if this could take hours to decades. Hmm. Interesting. Is it like some parts of it are fading slower than the others? Uh, it's fading from the bottom up, and it's like a very like a very slow trickle of of like embers of magic coming off it, much like a think like an hourglass. Oh, okay. So what I was what Is I it... was picturing at first was like it was bright, and then it would like go down in brightness a little bit and then go back up to where it was almost as bright as it started and then it keeps doing that slowly. It's like kind of how I was but hourglass. No, no, not really. Yeah, like, so um, kind of like the, the, the shade at the bottom of the original kind of like magic just kind of shimmering off as you see it slowly dissipating just ever so much at the bottom. Um, so would that, would that, that sounds like the slow spell to me, like time slowing or like something slow, like it's slowing down time in some way. That's just me. Do you know what I mean? That's, I mean, if, if that's what it feels like to you, that's good. I'm, I'm not gonna, that's a great, great thought. Okay, well, that's probably what Maggie would think with seeing the hourglass and seeing everything slowly moving down. She'd be like, hmm, might be... Maybe it's why the time is so slow here? Hmm. She shrugs. I'll have to do more research on it, I guess. What did you see? A seal. It's very ancient. Um, it was in the spyglass. I'm hoping you'll be here every time around this time, and she's gonna start looking like for like a sundial or something or something in the ways that she can mark the time that she was able to see it, so that she could try to come back and see it again if she can. There is a strange thing on the wall, and you you can hear like slight cogs moving behind it, and the meter shows a sun and a moon, mm -hmm. and how. The meter works is that it ticks onward. Uh, you're about midway through the moon. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to be moving fast. Maybe the sun could take hours to days. Hmm. I'm going to have to study this a little more. And she gets up with the parchment still in hand looking around. Okay. Well... I don't know about all of you, but it is getting fairly late. Maggie is probably wide awake now. She was a little tired before, but now she's like wide awake because of this. I'd say the common room is like right next to uh, the room that you guys. It is close to the room that you guys had found for Edmund, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I think it was like a it. room or two away. Yeah. So you can like hear the tinkling and the toils of like glasses clinking and the bubbling of a cauldron, uh, incantations being sound as few light flashes going on and off inside the inside the room can charity go explore if you like 
That would be cool. So she's gonna head to uh, his room and just knock on the door before she walks in. Uh, the door will just pretty much open. Edmund, what are you doing uh, in here? He'll be kind of pushing bottles of potions in here and, and kind of tapping on uh, a little bit of root with his wand before he dumps it in. And I'm just dabbling in magic. Looks like you're having fun. What do you, uh, anything interesting? Theoretical gravity? Meaning, like, the ability to turn it off for a specific person? Um, he'll, he'll nod a little bit, dunk, uh, like, the corner of a book into the liquid, then toss it as it floats into the air a little. That is very impressive. Yeah, see, it's got a really bad, and then it's going to start catching on fire. After effect. Just be careful. Don't set the house on fire. No, it's it's it won't. And he'll snap, and it'll. Okay. Um. Press digitation does great shit. <laughs> that it does. I'm very glad you learned that if you're going to be doing experiments like this. Hmm. Um, I've also found... Uh, I Well, I, I don't know how to access it. But I think there's a protector of this place. And he'll pull over this, this weird green book that's been latched and he'll toss it over to you. Uh, on the cover of it, once you catch it, you'll look down and you'll see this this, this large... Uh, golem looking thing on the, the very cover it looks almost like made out of stone esque uh, a large uh, red gem in the very center of the chest um, and but it is locked though uh, there's a little bit of arcane script at the top and near the bottom can I try to read what it says sure uh, give me a quick arcana check That's a 14. Uh, so with a 14, it seems to roughly lay out some sort of... Um, it's like a mixture between a weird combination of magic between holy and uh, and then the, the script between wizards, which are a little bit more wonky. And then you've got the warlocks, which are more like a motion-based kind of spell. And all three of these techniques are kind of weirdly mixed in a way that... Uh, the components could probably work, but you don't quite know the connection of how, which would probably be outlined inside the book. Do you have any idea how to open it? A key somewhere. Other than that, I don't know. Could it be the key that was used to open the portal here? No, I don't think so. That key looks a little bit different. I, plus, I think if we did put that key in there and twist, it would only just open the door again. No, I think there's something in the house here somewhere that can open that. Either that or it's out there in the world somewhere, wherever that is back there. Right. I will keep an eye out for this key. I'm quite curious. Yeah, same. So... 
Right. Um, I wanted to ask a favor. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, what, uh... The, um... The ring that Everett has, I took a look at it, and it looks like it could be... improved. Um... Improved? I, I'm not even sure. It just... I, I guess if I could take a look at it, if it's okay. Uh, well, you'd have to ask him if he could take a look at it. But, um... So your favor is for me to ask him to make his ring better? Yes, I suppose. Um, or at least look into a way to see if it would be possible. Because it, it's using really old magic. I'm worried with the way that magic okay, has mommy, been changing. I'll tell the big guy I'll help him so he feels welcome. Thanks. He'll give, you, he'll give you a sly smile. She'll just smile at him. And, um... Alright, well, I will, uh... Leave you to your experiments. Yeah. I wonder if I can make a toad fly. And he'll start opening another book. Maybe just try not to set the toad on fire. Toad won't set on fire. Hurts. Gonna make a new batch. It's okay. Okay. We'll figure this out. Alright. Well, good luck. Have fun. And he'll basically yawn as you close the door. Um, and she's just gonna start heading to her room. She'll probably stop and say goodnight to uh, Aeson and Maggie. Okay. Uh, so you'll pass by the uh, other common room, you'll say goodnight to the two of them, and then you'll head to your room. Uh, coming inside, uh, this room is uh, pretty pretty quaint. Uh, it's not as big as the others, uh, but that's okay. It's got its own kind of charm. Everything's kind of where it needs to be. In the left corner, you got your own kind of dining table. Uh, big enough for about two, maybe three, if you really feel like entertaining. Uh, there's a small chimney to the corner where you can kind of make your own teas. and It's got sage and brewing stuff that you can use for like different types of teas and and whatnot. Uh, a small cleaning basin just underneath the sink uh, so that you can wash uh, anything that you can dirty. And to the back right of the room is a desk slash bed situation. The frames of the desk in the little cubby where it has its own little books just behind the chair is kind of framing uh, an elevated bed just above you. Probably I'd say about 12 feet off the ground which still gives you a good seven feet before the roof even kind of comes near you uh, with its large old banisters uh, spanning the roof. Uh, and then just to the right there seems to be a uh, blue door as, as, far, as long as you follow the right wall. Is there like a windowsill or anything? Uh, there are two, yeah. So there's one on the far uh, edge near the chimney just to the right of it. You can kind of look out, and if you do, you see uh, uh, a rolling, kind of snowed landscape. Okay, she'll um, go over to that one and set her holy symbol on it and her uh, sacred texts. Okay. Just kind of set it there as an altar of sorts, and then uh, head to bed. Okay. Uh, You will notice walking past the room, uh, there will be... Uh, 
something left on the desk that has um, a very soft handwriting that says a gift. She's gonna take a look and pick it up. Uh, so you'll you'll pick up the the pamphlet and kind of open it up, and you'll see uh, more of the etched kind of slightly magical paper uh, that you had been given. Uh, the same kind that can seem to fold into different shapes and then find who you're thinking of when you when you write it and kind of cast it off. She'll look around a little concerned at the gift just appearing on her desk, but um, she'll smile and just set it back down. Okay. Uh, give me a quick perception. Ten. Okay. A ten. Uh, you will notice the sunflower in the lamp as you kind of peer around the room. Uh, it will give you a bow as its little leaf kind of ducks underneath of it to do the little bow motion. She'll laugh a little bit. Like, ah, so the uh, house is somewhat sentient. Alright, well, thank you. And she'll curtsy back in the direction of the flower. Alright. And then you can uh, happily get ready and get up and head to bed. Mm. Uh, that would leave uh, Maggie and Aeson in the living room. Aeson's probably posted up in the big comfy chair. Um, he's just going to wait for, for Maggie to want to go off to bed. He'll let her do her things and have her fun but he's just he's in old man mode right now he's he's not asleep in the chair but he's leaned back in it Maggie is probably pulled down a lot of books and is trying to figure out the seal oh you've pulled down some books huh yeah. roll me a 1d100 please oh god <laughs> I can't believe you've done this Listen, it's Maggie. Twenty-one. Listen, listen. When she wants to learn something and there's books, she's gonna pick it out, man. Uh, you're going to pull in a book and you're gonna hear a latch come undone as the bookshelf swings from the wall a bit. <gasps> Ooh. And she's gonna like peer inside. That will get Aeson's attention, and he'll get up, stand next to her, make sure nothing jumps out at her. Okay. Uh, you will kind of look around. It seems to be uh, a stairway leading downstairs, a very thick stone stairway. Uh, <sighs> torches will line the way as you get downward. Maggie's eyes are going to be like little stars, like in the animes when they find something, they're, really, they're like, oh my god, you know what I mean? And she's going to like... Sprint down the stairs. The Asan will like say, "Be cautious. We haven't explored this yet. It could be dangerous." Hasn't killed us yet. She's saying that down the stairs. Well, he's gonna rush down after her, grabbing a torch on the way because he knows she can't see in the dark, and if it gets dark, she'll be blind. Well, no, she would have grabbed one along the way. Would she have? Yes, she would have. She wants to see things. Plus, she does have a uh, 
flint and steel. Uh-huh. So you guys are heading down or just her? Let's no, Aeson's heading down too. He's not going to let her go down alone. That could be dangerous. So you guys will grab a torch, flint and steel. Um, do you want to... You said there were torches lining the wall, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like I said, hope... flint and steel, torches, fire. Yeah. I'll just grab one and... Okay. Uh, amongst the flames, uh, you can kind of see the flickering of light down the hallway. Uh, and as it leads on, you guys will find shelves and shelves and shelves of scrolls. And it'll have scrolls labeled Ancient Greece. It'll have scroll. Well, no, maybe not. Okay, hold on. It'll have scrolls labeled Ancient Talalia in, in certain aspects of the area from the desert, uh, from the, the large fields up north to the plains, uh, all the way uh, to what is now known as the Grave of War, uh, pretty much all over. Uh, and this is, these scrolls date back of different stories over and over again, but they all seem to have uh, one common thing, uh, and it's a sentience of some sort. Uh, and you, you can kind of see this because it's marked with a singular symbol uh, and they all seem to uh, you know like if you just get like a bare bottom of the script and you just like comb your eye over it it's something about a, a creature of some sort uh, walking in a little bit farther uh, there's a larger table uh, there is uh, a picture uh, of the seal that Maggie had seen uh, through the spyglass. Uh, but this one is full. This one is complete. There are no missing circles. Um, it is strong. And you get a sense of, of strength uh, from this thing. There wasn't a fading, dimming light at the bottom of it, kind of taking away its power. Uh, and there are seven tables. Uh, sp- or not seven tables. There are seven seats at a singular table uh, in the center of the room, uh, each with their own kind of symbol on it. Maggie's going to be like, when she goes down there and sees all the scrolls, she's going to be like, wow. Oh, wow. And she's going to be like so happy. And then she's going to run over to the table and be like, she's going to whip around Ace and be like, I think we just found something really, really good and awesome. Oh my god, I can't wait! She's gonna start, she's gonna run for one of the scrolls. Um, Maggie, do me a favor. Uh, give me a perception roll. Okay. That's a nat one. That's, that's a natural one. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Aeson, you're also in the same room. Give me a quick perception. Yeah, you bet. That's another six. All right. Um, neither of you notice it. Uh, continue. Um, before you go too far, Maggie, do you think we should maybe get the others, at least Edmund? It seems like this might be something that would interest him. She'll be like, well, you, how about you go? I'll stay down here. Because mm, no. I'm going to look at the scrolls, and she's going to grab one of the scrolls. Mm. Okay. Maggie, you d- d- please, please be cautious. We don't know this place. We don't know what could be in here. I mean, yeah, but there's so much here. There's so much to learn. 
and that's good, but we need to make sure it's safe first. You can tell Asan, Asan's a little, he's a little stressed out about this. Okay. I will say this, the room is fairly dusty. Maggie's gonna look around. See, no one's been here for a while. Um, the house didn't try to kill us when we came in. And she's gonna be like listing things off and she'll be like, and it made things for us. So it seems nice enough. It might just want us to know about itself. Maybe if we learn more about it, we can take it to different places. And if we take it to different places, then we have a portable teleporter to everywhere. And she's like waving the torch around while she's saying this. It sounds like dodging the torch. She's and so fucking excited right now. It sounds dodging the torch and he's got his hands up. He's like, yes, I understand it could be, it could be a great boon, but at the same time, who knows? Like, like you said, nobody's, it's very dusty. Nothing's been down here. Maybe since it was hidden, things weren't supposed to be down here. Maybe there's a reason. Yeah, but what's the, what, what's, what's the, like, there's always a risk in discovery, Asan. Yes, there is, but I, that doesn't mean you should just always go headfirst into it. She raises an eyebrow when he says that. You should take and crosses her arms in front of her. <laughs> she raises an eyebrow, crosses her arms in front of her, and says, "Really, Asan? That that's rich coming from you." I just there's a difference between battle and the unknown. I know what I'm getting into when I go into a battle, but when you're touching ancient scrolls that nobody knows what they could do or what they might unleash in a hidden room that was obviously hidden for a reason, maybe we should have somebody who can help us down here and see if things are safe and on the level. Do you think I can do that? I, know, I think you can, but I also think your excitement gets uh, makes you get ahead of yourself. As you see, you've already grabbed the scrolls and you're waving torches and nearly hitting me. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I guess. She'll, like, sit down on one of the chairs with a huff. Alright, I'm going to go get Edmund. Please do your best not to touch anything. I'm already touching a scroll, though. Well, anything else. <laughs> Please do your best. He is, he is like darkest dungeon stress meter right now. <laughs> She's coming up over his head. <laughs> Maggie just wants to learn, guys. So yeah, Asan will retreat up the stairs and go and try to find um, Edmund, assuming the door didn't close behind us when we got to the bottom of the stairs or something like that. Yeah, no, uh, you'll head back uh, down the hallway. Uh, it will still be open. Uh, you'll open up the door. Uh, you'll walk down the hallway again. You'll hear the clinking of bottles, the pretty much double-double toil and trouble. Yep, so Asan will knock on the door because he doesn't want to interrupt the young man in his work. Yes, Mommy, come in the room. <laughs> Asan will smile oh, and enter the room. God. Oh, oh, it's you. Yes. Um, you can uh, get out. Okay. Um, oh! <laughs> but he'll be like, he'll step out and then he will say, Maggie found something that I thought might interest you and I think you might be able to help us determine if it's safe. She's I'm trying to get her to not touch everything because we don't know what it is. Uh, you'll, you'll get a crick of his eyebrow stepping out of the room and yet not closing the door. Still 
million tactic, you might not be as dumb as I think you are. Uh, I'll be right there. <laughs> right. Go and he'll like give him directions. He'll be like living room, you know, open bookshelf now, <laughs> down the stairs, and then Asan will head back. Maggie currently has that um, scroll that she had in her hand scrawled out on top of the table, and okay. is looking at it. Uh. So he'll he'll wait to to head down until. Uh, did you say you were going to go get charity? Um, I will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I meant. Did you say that to him, or did were you just planning to do that? No, I was just planning to do it. Okay. Uh, so then he'll head downstairs. Uh, so we'll we'll get to that as soon as there. Let's go ahead and fast forward to you going to Charity's room real quick. Mason will give a a light knock on the door. She's asleep, so she's not going to respond at first. He'll give a heavier knock. Um, she'll look up and look, like just stare at the door. So the room will be dark, uh, but you'll see the sunflower's petals actually like kind of brighten up as it opens up a little bit. So you get like a a light shine on the room to see what's around. Who's at the door? Um, I'm sorry for if I awoke you, Charity, but uh, Maggie has found something, and I want to make sure we're all safe, and trying to keep her from touching things is a task that I am not suited for. So you left her alone with whatever you thought could be dangerous? And she would not come, <laughs> no matter how much I protested. Charity will get up, um, toss on her armor quickly, and, uh, pull open the door. Go! Yes, ma'am. And he will run. You in trouble. Okay. Um, back in the uh, downstairs basement, uh, Edmund will kind of walk downstairs and pull his hat back a little bit. Yeah, Maggie Don't is already... touch anything. we got to torch it all. No! I'm kidding. Maggie's already had to scroll up. He's already pulled one off the shelf and just pulled it open. <laughs> she high-fives him. I knew you would do well with this. Just don't tell her. And he'll start reading through them. Yeah, Maggie's already reading through the one that she had in her hand. Uh, okay. Uh, give me a quick perception check. Let's see what all you guys can get uh, before the other two get down. I guess Charity and Aeson are mom and dad now. Um, okay. So, Perception 2, Perception 10. Um, okay. So, he's not going to get much in the little bit of time that he's going to have with him. You've probably been able to read a little bit more. Uh, the ideas on this scroll is that they're all myths and legend about a creature that seems to have touched uh, Talalia at one point uh, or another. This thing was destructive. It was relentless. It was dangerous. And it was born... Uh, basically against the type of magic that should have been in existence. Um, some of these scrolls, I think you maybe have read one or two, uh, one says it was created, the other one says that it was born of malice, of an evil god. Um, another one says that it, it's just always been in existence uh, and it couldn't speculate on how it came to exist. Um, most of them uh, with uh, with enough knowledge and time, 
dated later, uh, realized that this creature had been sealed away uh, and that the barrier still lay unknown. Maggie's eyes are going to throw. And she's going to look at Edmund and hopefully she he's on the same page as she is. Uh, it's probably about that time that they're going to come down the stairs. So Edmund's going to throw the scroll back on the thing. Maggie's going to roll her eyes. At least if you're going to do something, at least own up to it. He, he's going to take it from your hand. We told you not to read. And he'll put it back. Listen, he already <laughs> knew I had the scroll, Edmund. And she <laughs> furls it back out. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Okay, okay, alright, alright, okay. What are we doing? It's just its just scrolls on the myth about a, um, an evil thing that was being sealed away, and it's telling me more information on it, and I think it has something to do with everything that's been going on. And nothing weird has happened since you've touched anything, right? No! Okay, so why did you come wake me up? She's gonna turn to Aeson. Um, I told him it was fine, but he doesn't want to listen to me! Because look at this room that was obviously hidden for some reason. Alright, well, the house is somewhat sentient and she's just gonna look up and like raise her arms, look around and be like, are we not supposed to be down here? Is it gonna upset you if we touch it down here? Uh, small flames will appear on the wall. <laughs> there! See? And then she's gonna turn around and leave. That could mean uh, the door will dirty. close. Sorry? the door will close. Oh, I have to be in here too. And she's just gonna sit. Did I say? <laughs> I said that we... We're not dead. Jeez, when did you become such a party pooper? Uh, Charity and Edmund... Oh, well, I'm gonna need to roll for Edmund, but we'll need to roll a perception check for them. 24. Nice. Big wisdom cleric comes in hot. Ha ha. Alright. Uh, natural 20, by the way, and a perception of four. Lovely, Edmund is so perceptive. <laughs> um, Charity, you're gonna see a, a lot of these scrolls lead to the same conclusion of some sort of creature. Um, but that is not the most curious thing that is in that room. There are symbols on the seven chair, each one different. Uh, each one of them at the head at the back of the chair uh, seems to have its own kind of uh, flair to it. Uh, the one uh, that's going to catch your eye the most is the royal uh, seal of the family of Graydon. Uh, beside that is two symbols which are quite familiar. Uh, they're both a sun and a moon, and inside are the symbols of Aphrodite. Um, you will know these as your parents' symbols. She's gonna walk over and put our hands on them. Or, like, rub her hand on the symbol and just try to figure out what the rest of them mean. The ones that she doesn't, like, isn't immediately like, oh, that's this. Would she have any idea what the other ones are? Uh, taking a look around, uh, you'll see the Mellon family symbol. Symbol. Um, there is a symbol from what you can only believe to be maybe a royal um, from the Truma area. And the final symbol is the one of the High King. 
There are two. There's there's like a, a handful. Of, let's see. We got uh, we got the McCullen family. We have uh, the Graydon family. We have the Truma family. We have your parents. So that's five. And the High Kings. There's one that is there that is etched off. You cannot. You can't see it. Can I roll a history to try to see how these would all connect together? Sure. Damn it! It's a two with a natural one. Can I give her inspiration? Uh, I mean, yeah. If if you have inspiration to give, yeah, you can give it. Inspiration, motherfucker. <laughs> like bardic inspiration or inspiration like the the one that I gave you. Oh, I was talking bardic inspiration. <laughs> um, you know what? I'll. Uh, <laughs> Because you're interested, maybe you're kind of like looking over oh, her yeah, shoulder. No, you know, Maggie, she's like, you know, she's like, freaking right over her shoulder. I was gonna say, if this is nobility shit, can I do a history? I feel like I would, I would know some of this stuff. I don't think it's been pointed out. Yeah, to you I've yet. just been uh, looking around and running. One d eight. I know it probably won't help much, but because I just realized, you did. yeah, it's a seven. Yeah. I just realized um, you rolled a nat one. Never mind. I should know what. Well, I. <laughs> There, there are important figures from each of these lands that, I, I mean, I, the symbols could mean anything, really. It could just mean somebody that came here. Uh, two symbols, though, you know, are no coincidence. Those are for your parents. Can I pick the ones off the wall for the McKellens? Um, depends if Charity will point yeah, them Yeah, that's out. what I'm yeah. trying to get to. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um... Charity's gonna look up from the chairs, not quite, like, not being able to figure out the connection between all of them and just look at uh, Aeson and Maggie be like, these symbols. Maggie, your family's symbols are here. <laughs> this, my parents' symbols are here. Aeson, even the, uh, even Graydon's royal family's symbol is here. And that's the High Kings over there. Truman's Maggie's, there. Maggie's definitely going to go for the one that ha- has the McKellen symbol on them and take them completely off the shelf and then not rip them because she doesn't want to rip it. She's just like hastily. It's, on, it's, it's just symbols on oh, the back of the chair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's gonna, I'm yeah. sorry. I thought it was this girl. My think, think of it kind of like a rectangular table, kind of like the, the circular table for yeah. Camelot and each one of them have a symbol for their... Oh, no. Okay, so she's actually going to walk over to that chair and she's going to run her fingers over the the uh you know uh run the her fingers over the symbol and be like, what does this mean? I don't know. I can't figure it out. It seems familiar to me, but I I I just I can't put my finger on it about why they're all connected. Can I do a history check? Uh, roll me a. Wi- yeah, you can. Uh, Charity, do me a favor. Roll me a. Uh, let's do a. I rolled a twenty. Wisdom save. Nice. Okay. Ten. I rolled another six. I'm restarting roll twenty. That's my third six in a row. It's cursed. Ooh. <laughs> uh. So let's see. Uh. History of twenty. History of six. History of or uh, wisdom of ten. So the history. There's. Nothing that you can think of that's on record anywhere that you've read about any of this. I mean, you, you may have read some of the stories that were on these scrolls, but they were sparse. They weren't, like, collected. You didn't even know there were this many of them to even exist. 
Um, so even with a 20, you're like scratching your head at this. And the same with the six. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, with a wisdom of 10 charity, you're going to get flashes uh, of moments of you running as a kid down the hall uh, and seeing sects of the followers of Aphrodite kind of walking through these halls. You've seen the main dining room in its glory. Thousands of people kind of, well, not thousands, maybe, maybe a good handful of people populating this area. Um, some particular uh, prominent people that you you might have seen at some point. There looks to be some sort of dwarf with a blue cape with several rings on him. Uh, there was a fur bog with a weird aura about her. Uh, a lady who insisted on having a huge hammer. Um, there is um, a lot of things in this room, but as you remember going through the little crack in the bookcase and running down, you remember seeing your parents uh, with a group of people talking about something and it was, it's muffled. It's, it's a hard memory uh, and you're going to flashback. Charity's going to look up and look at the door. Like, I remember being here. What were we Maggie, doing here? Maggie's going to raise an eyebrow. What? She's going to lift her hand to her head and just rub her head. Are you okay? Yeah, just this, remembering think, things. You know what? I'm not tired. I'm going to, how about all of you go to bed? Or whoever wants to go to bed, go to bed. I'm not going to force you to do anything. But I'm going to read these. I'm going to be down here for a while. Excuse me? I think I have some things to learn here. Well, it appears none of us will be leaving because the door is closed. No, the door will... If you look back, I would say, just probably as you make that comment, you'll see it crack open. Thank you. Charity's gonna say just to the house. I'm gonna go back to bed. Hopefully sleeping on it, I'll uh, either remember something else or be able to make sense of it. Okay. Maggie's... So, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Winter, you're going to bed. I'm sure Edmund, since this doesn't seem to... Since it seems to, to be more of a thing for Maggie, he will head back to his room let him do his own thing while you kind of go through it uh, unabated. Uh, he knows how it can be. If With, with studying with one person, it, it can be fun. With studying with two, it can be fun. But uh, if it's your real something you're really into, having it alone, is there's just something special about it. She appreciates that. Uh, Rodia, what would you like? Aeson, well, Aeson he's still going to be uncomfortable about leaving Maggie down here alone just because, you know, for some reason, the door all of a sudden just closed once is to say it won't again, and he doesn't know which book to grab to reopen it. Um, so he'll come up behind Maggie and put a hand on her shoulder. And um, she has like an armful of scrolls at this point and looks up at him. Yes. 
Maggie, the scrolls in the room will be here tomorrow. We should get rest. We've been on the road all day since early morning yesterday. I won't be able to sleep. You know this. You might, though. And you might need it. Who knows what tomorrow will bring us. We have to travel further. We have important things to do, if you remember. Oh. And she's going to slowly put the scrolls down on her bed. I mean, not on her bed, on the... Fuck, what? Jesus. She's going to put it on the... Um, she's going to put it on the table. And then she's going to um, look up at him. You're right. This can wait. And she's going to pass him and go up the stairs. He'll he'll follow her up and take one last look down the stairs he'll he's still he's still pondering why all the seats are like that you know he saw his family sigil he saw other ones that he recognized and then there was the one that was carved out and that's really it's really got him thinking but as he turns around he will continue walking up the stairs and he knows that They'll have time to figure that out, but there's a very important matter at hand in front of them that they need to see to. And he'll follow Maggie to whichever room she decides to go to. She'd go to the room that was designated for her. For who? I didn't hear that one. For her. Okay, he'll follow you there. Okay. You head to your room. Uh, your room. Uh, let me actually pull up the picture here real quick, and I can give a little bit more detail as to what it looks like. Uh, okay, yours was. Uh, you had the one with the large tree, correct? The uh, yeah, the one with the little cactus line. in it. Yeah. Uh, so you you kind of uh, come into the room again. You'll you'll kind of look around the area. Uh, maybe some kind of uh, collector of odds and ends, uh, as the the kind of shelves are scattered with all different types of things, between magic to history to fantasy to um, indisposed instruments. Uh, there's a few uh, kind of instruments kind of sparsing the room, uh, flutes and stuff like that. Some of them uh, kind of. Uh, hooked up to the wall like a like a, a stand of some kind uh tapest- <clears throat> tapestries of heroes and tales and stories and pictures uh the far back left corner uh is what seems to be a molded tree that decorates around the edges of the large cutout window uh showing the snowy area outside uh almost directly you can see through the trees uh the uh, open portal uh for the forest and wasn't there a piano in there too yes there was uh, back left corner, just right into the doorway. She's gonna walk in, and she's gonna smile when she looks around. This room truly does suit you, Maggie. She'll smile back up at him. I'm guessing you'll have your own room then. You won't be with me. I, I won't stay in my own room. I'll stay wherever you are. She'll just smile lightly. 
Are you actually going to come to bed, or are you going to brood a little bit more? And she's going to chuckle a little bit to herself. He is going to be starting to unfasten his armor. And uh, I'll take that as going to bed. And she's going to walk in. <laughs> and after he's done, you know, he'll he'll wait for her to get all all bed ready, and then he'll he'll jump in the bed with her. And uh, he'll start trying to sleep. Yep, and Maggie okay. will fall asleep. Kind of tossing right. and turning, but she sleeps. After a little bit, though, um, let's say an hour or so, uh, Asan's mm-hmm. going to try to stealthily get out of bed. When, can he roll a stealth, please? Please Someone don't make me stealth. roll a stealth. Please! Yeah, sure, roll stealth. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's really... I'm married. Do you know how hard it oh, is to kind of... Oh, I know. a 12. That's actually... That's, that's higher 12. than I thought it would be, because... What do I need to roll for? Uh, roll me a constitution save. That's a nat one. That's a three. You're gonna wake up. So, yeah. Asan's not gonna be sure that she woke up, because he's got a he's got a singular thing in his mind. And he's gonna go he's gonna go grab his pack, and he's gonna put on his, uh, his jacket. And even probably, since it is snowing out, he'll grab from his pack that, uh, that knackered bear pelt that we have from so long ago. Ah, the Maybelline no, bear. The, the no. ugly one. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's yeah, not Maybelline the, bear. The, yeah. the, oh, no. The really, gnarly, the really gnarly sucker. Yeah, but we took his pelt anyway because it was nice. And, well, it was nice because we could use it as like a blanket or a bedroll. And, yeah. So he'll like throw that on over his shoulders and he'll. It's not been kind. The 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 follicles are going to fall out a little bit. You guys haven't been really treating it well. It's been kind of in your pouch. I mean, he had it rolled nicely in his backpack. Yeah. So these things take like you're supposed to treat them every so often, aren't you? Uh, especially back then. Yes. So it's probably been ignored. It's been how many weeks since you guys started and killed that bear? Yeah, um, to be fair, he's right. It would start fall. I mean, it would be okay for you to use, but it's not pretty. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's it not wasn't bad. pretty to start it's, with. It's missed its heyday. It's, we'll say it, that. It's missed it its wasn't heyday. pretty to start with, but, you know, Asan. It tries. Leave it all alone. Asan's going to throw that over his shoulders and he's going to grab the, the piece of parchment that, uh, that Charity had lent him the, the flying paper and his quill ink mm-hmm. he's gonna head out uh, and go and sit on like the stoop on the front of the door outside um, just looking out into the the snow covered wilderness and you know exhaling seeing his breath in front of him he's, he's gonna start writing a letter to Zachariah and I will mm-hmm. read it out it's uh as he puts the pen to the paper, maybe maybe shivering a little bit, but that's what the bear bear uh, bear pelts for. Um, Dear Zachariah, as I've had the time to reflect on the events of what have happened, it has brought me great distress. I can't help but feeling that somehow I could have done more to stop it. The deaths and the disaster at Croca were mitigated, yes, but they were not insignificant, and I know that has affected you in such a profound manner. Words cannot describe the sorrow I feel for your loss. We may have only known each other for a month's time or so, 
However, I considered you a brother to me. And because of that, I am so sorry. I will strive in honor of everyone who nobly sacrificed themselves at Kroka. They will not have died in vain, and I vow to stop this evil at every point I can. Lovingly, based on Goldhain. And as he finishes writing his note, he's going to just look at it for a second. He's going to look up. Look, uh, he's going to think to himself, maybe I shouldn't fold this and fly it now because I don't know. He doesn't know where they are. He doesn't know that if he sends this note now, if it will reach its mark. So <coughs> he'll place it lovingly back in his pack. So Maggie would have woken up and she probably would have let him go for a little bit, figuring out where he is by listening, trying to like pretend sleep so she doesn't think he doesn't like be like, oh, go back to sleep. It's fine. Blah, blah, blah. And then she's going to sneak downstairs, mm. like not really sneak, but like, cause she's pretty light and I, she's pretty light on her feet too. So like, she's going to go down to, um, she's going to go down to the kitchen area and look around to make some tea of some sort. And she's like only in one of Aeson's shirts at this point, and like she actually grabbed one of his jackets and put it around her because she knows she's probably gonna go outside. Mm. And then she comes out with some tea, and she stands in the doorway with him, and she leans against the doorway, her her heads, and then she like kneels down with him and be like, "What you doing?" Um, by this point, he would have put the letter away, and uh, would have just been sitting there, kind of you know the the forward lean with hands on his chin and the elbows on the knees just looking out and then he'd look back to her and you can see he's, he's got he's probably got some you know the silent tears going down his eyes and he's like I was just just thinking about everything that's happened see Isan that's your problem sometimes you're too much in your head but here she hands him some tea. He takes the tea, but he just leans his head into her. She puts her head on top of her head on top of his and just is like It it will be okay. Everything will turn out. Promise. I sure hope so. We need It to has to. <laughs> Uh, the the continuous optimist you are, Maggie. And I love That's that. That's my you. job. And she wiggles her toes a little bit. He smiles and still just continues to lean into her. He's he's overwhelmed with all of the things that happened in Kroka, and now he, he just he needs to make sure that they can they can save Maggie's mother. That is his singular task, and he is focused on it right now. She's gonna kiss his head, and then she's gonna be like, you know, being awake isn't going to help you either. No, I just... I had a letter I needed to write, and I couldn't sleep until I had it done. Well, I couldn't sleep because I couldn't read the scrolls, but you saw me sleeping. Yes, but how many times have you told me you couldn't sleep before the next thing you know you're conked out snoring on a bed? Fair enough. Let's go back to bed. Mm-hmm. 
and she'll get up and she'll offer her hand down to him. He'll just put an arm around her and hold her in close as they walk together back towards the bed. Okie dokie. And with that, um, Asan will, will, he will get some sleep. Okay. The next morning you guys wake up and uh, each one of you rising at probably at different times. You guys will do your, your morning rituals, your prayers. Uh, you'll get your spells together. You'll get your items together, pack your things, um, have time to wash up, take showers, etc., clean up. Uh, and then eventually you guys will find yourself downstairs uh, and uh, kind of off uh, past the main dining room. Again, you have the kitchen and the kind of like a dining area. Um, food uh, will kind of be wafting a scent directly from there. Uh, and if any of you guys kind of wander into the stairwell area, uh, you would be able to hear uh, clinking of pots and pans. Maggie will look down the stairs and be like, what is down there? Is the house cooking for us? This house is cooler and cooler every day. Jason will just follow Maggie. Okay. Uh, you eventually will come to the dining room area. Uh, again, passing the couch with the uh, uh, fabric laying over it from the brooch. Um, and push through the doors. Uh, you will see a display of gravy, mashed potatoes, bread, uh, cut ham, uh, fresh apples, vegetables, uh, a weird kind of odd purplish plotted green fruit sliced in different ways. Uh, just a, a kind of a like plethora of food. Wow. Again, sounds of clinking from the kitchen. Uh, when Charity wakes up, she's going to pray at her little makeshift altar before getting ready. And then, can I roll another history to see if she remembers anything else now that it's a new day and she's gotten to sleep a bit? Sure, give me a quick wisdom save. Wisdom save, okay. Eleven. Nothing's gonna spark right now. She's uh, gonna sigh then and then... Head down to the kitchen. Okay. Again, uh, you'll meet Maggie. You'll meet uh, uh, Asan, uh, and the uh, the lovely spread of food, the clinking of the plates in the kitchen. Uh, Maggie has a bagel in her mouth and some fruits in her hand, and she's like, "Bye, bye, And she's gonna go down and find that place again. Uh, can Charity try to grab her and just go? No, 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 no. Eat up here and don't talk with your mouth full. Strength versus athletics and acrobatics if it's contested. I mean, if Charity would have grabbed her, Charity, um, Maggie would have known that she's supposed to stay still, so she would stay. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, so you'll... you'll oh, I could have beat it, though! Oh, well. <laughs> Too bad. Oh. It's okay, it's okay. It's what Maggie would do. She's going to be sitting here with a bagel in her mouth, be like, 
Okay. Sit at the table. Did you... Well, do you know who's making us food? Is the house making us food? Did you think the, the house... house... Thank you, house! Okay. Okay. Charity's gonna grab a plate and put just a little bit of fruit and maybe some toast on it and just thank you for this Mag meal and then she'll start eating. Yeah, she'll uh, she'll just plop by Charity and then start eating her bagel with cream cheese. Alright. Hey, son will join. <clears throat> He's, uh, he seems pretty tired. Edmund will eventually join you guys uh, into the room while walking on the ceiling. Maggie's going to look up at Edmund. Good morning, Edmund. Good morning. And then Man's Maggie's going to like take a close. double take and then she'll be like, Edmund! <laughs> uh, he'll eventually walk down the walls and then onto the floor. That's so cool. How did you do that? Nice. It's a spell. Didn't Maggie learn? Found it last night. Didn't Maggie learn spider climb? I have an outtake of her on my computer of her yelling about spider climb. Oh, I thought. I thought. Oh, Maggie did it. Is it a bard thing? No. No, I don't think she has. No, I don't. That's more like a druid kind of thing. Druid or wizard kind of thing. Sorry. Willem's probably gonna be walking down the stairs, like, looking really tired, more tired than usual. His hair's a full-on mess. And he's just gonna stumble down the stairs, his hand, like, holding the railing to make sure he doesn't fall too hard. And then he sees the food. His eyes open very wide, and he starts walking briskly towards the table and shoving food in his pockets. Why are you shoving the food in your pocket? To save for later. But we can come back in here. Yeah, but this way it's readily available. Pockets are amazing. But what is she, what exactly is he shoving into his pockets? What were the list of foods again? Oh god. Um, mashed potatoes, biscuits, um, there is uh, fruits, berries, um, crackers, cheese, uh, a nice spread. Probably biscuits, cheese, and crackers. Okay, so nothing like mashed potatoes? <laughs> no. No, he's he's not that not that weird. Okay. But Maggie is gonna be like I mean we can come back in here. We could, but think about it. What if we're in the middle of a fight and then I suddenly get very hungry? I, I don't want you eating in the middle. Maggie's just gonna sigh and look at Charity like, help. It, he can do with his food what he wishes. As long as I'm not cleaning his pockets out. Oh, don't worry. I'll clean them myself. 
uh, as you guys are talking, uh, eventually a figure will emerge uh, from the kitchen. A lovely looking uh, leather bound hat uh, over the top of his head. A very royal looking outfit with ruffles near the neck. A very timely outfit, I might add. Uh, probably a few years in the past, kind of uh, rough um barren looking almost outfit uh lovely pieces of, of jewelry hanging here and there uh as he pushes a tray uh of food onto the table uh the hat lifts ever so much as the empty sockets of a skull stares back at you uh a, a smiling grin upon the bones of what seems to be an undead butler of sorts Maggie, it is okay. So, is the butler behind her in the room, Maggie, or is like she he in front of her? I say he's like to the left of you. He's on like the opposite side of the the table. She's gonna jolt up, kind of like, kind of like jump. It'd be like, uh, hello. Well, I know I haven't moisturized in a few years, but I do apologize about my looks. Willem is interestingly intrigued and is going to run right towards it and start like almost touching him but not touching him because he doesn't want to be rude but he's going to be like, I'm so interested how does it work? Please young master no autographs Oh, sorry and he puts his hands in food. his pockets Yes, yes food is served Eat up, eat up Maggie's going to look at Asan and Charity, and then Ed Edmund, and then slowly sit back down. I miss Charity. It is good to see you after all these years. I'm sorry I don't remember you. I'm sure you probably wouldn't. You were very young. What is this? This house? What do you mean? Well, I you I don't, don't remember. I have remember. I have some flashes of memory of running in the hall of people being here, but oh, oh. she's just gonna look at him expectantly. All in due time, I guess. Um, uh, my name is Hogglesberg. Right. Uh, I am uh, pleased to make all of your acquaintance and you again, Miss uh, Charity, young miss. Pleasure to be reacquainted then. Hmm. Enjoy, I can answer any questions. Uh, I do believe you need somebody to check on the entrance. Shall I uh, make an acquaintance with the doorman? There's a doorman. Your creature ever <laughs> yes that oh oh it has a name yes he, you're Everett. he is a person oh, I, I was feeling that that dog was quite large for some reason <laughs> um I'll go get him I wanted to bring him some food anyway she well uh clothes are on the rack uh, your old scarf uh, should still be downstairs. Maggie's gonna be like, um, excuse me, but um, if you know Charity, then you must know 
the McKellens? I'm Maggie McKellen. Ah. So you were the dot. Yes. Uh, and he'll, he'll, he'll shake your hand. A nice, firm, leather glove kind of grip. Uh, you feel a very bony hand inside, but the glove kind of makes up for a yeah. little bit of what's missing. So what did he what did he call her? I'm sorry. The little dot. She's going to raise her up. What do you mean by little dot? I'm not offended by it. I'm just curious what it means. Uh, at the time, you were but a dot, and he'll poke your belly. So what? You hadn't been born yet. Um, your mother was still pregnant with you. You knew my parents? I knew your mother. My mother? Yes. She was part of the sect. She was what? Really, I probably should explain a bit more. You, you guys, please eat your food and... Uh, if there are any questions, I can uh, explain what I can, I guess. Willem's going to raise his hand. <laughs> After eating. Slowly drops it back into his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll uh, he'll clap his hands and he'll he'll leave. Right, Charity's going to grab a plate and put stack some food on it and walk back towards the entrance to go get Everett some food. Okay. Maggie's... You guys will eat up here in the living room? Or dining room? Yeah. Sorry. Maggie, you were saying you wanted to do something? Well, no, Maggie's just gonna look at Asan and be like, he knows my mother. It's quite odd, I wonder. Maybe he knows the rest of people who might be related to us. All those sigils in the basement thing were related to us in some way. But my mother, when she was pregnant with me, she told me she never traveled alone without my father. Well, she's like there's more. very, very confused look on her face. Maybe there's more that we don't know. Maybe, maybe it was a secret. He did say the word sect. That usually draws to secrets. He also yeah, said you're only a dot. Maggie's still going to look very puzzled as she takes a small drink of tea. Maybe your mother didn't know she was pregnant at that point. <laughs> but how would he know if she was pregnant before she knew she was pregnant? And she raises an eyebrow. Well, he seems rather magical, wouldn't you say? Maybe he could sense it? I've heard of sea creatures who can sense when, when women are pregnant, and so they ostracize them from the group of people swimming in the river, and they... Sorry, I'm rambling. The bone will peek his head at... Eat, we'll discuss. Eat, eat. Sorry, bone man, and he shoves that. the food in his face. Aeson was already done eating, but he's not going to eat anymore. Okay. Um, let's skip and let's go back to the main door. Uh, as uh, you see Everett kind of hunching over uh, a small chest. Charity's just going to tilt her head as she uh, walks over. What's that? 
something I've been thinking about. <clears throat> oh shit! Was is this is uh no? This is the fucking Irishman. Um, is this it? It's gamer time. It's gamer time. I'm happy now. Fucking Scotsman. Just Scotsman. <laughs> is that him? That's it. That's him. All right. I've uh, I've had a bit of an idea actually. Oh. Think about putting the key in a place that's portable. So we could drag it in with us. Aye, see? That is clever. What if... What if we could take it inside, set it near the entrance, and see if by clicking it back, it will transport us to where we were before? And what if it doesn't and we're stuck here? You're not out there. I was about to say she, you're not Oh, with. sorry, I thought he came in. But, um... But she is going to express that same sentiment. But, uh... I'd be worried that it wouldn't open back, and we don't know where we are. Well, we don't know. We could, uh... I guess we could test it. I've got deep fur. I could always, uh... find a way back, I guess, if I get lost. I could take the risk. Hmm. Well, we could so always... werewolf. I don't think anything's going to let me die just yet. <laughs> um, well, we've discovered quite a few things. Um, oh? Yeah, apparently I've been here before. Interesting. Very, considering I don't remember it. Um, mm. There's also a gentleman who looks quite dead... But he's alive and walking around, uh, so we could probably ask him if he might know whether that would work. And then she's going to oh, right, 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 and she's going to hold the plate out. We're having breakfast. I figured I'd come bring you some. Right. Oh, 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 food. And he'll grab the plate and just kind of, uh, kind of like shovel it into his mouth. <laughs> I feel like if we leave the entrance alone for just a little bit, we'd probably be fine. Do you want to come up? Uh, how long's the walk up there? Not very long. Um, he'll he'll take a few steps back, and he's going to kind of go through the transformation. Um, he's going to get into a uh, four-legged stance and then kind of uh, look towards the doorway, kind of nodding and nudging. And she'll pick up the plate and start walking back. Mm, you, you guys will walk through the door and he'll kind of like... It's it's almost as he's kind of like nudging like an offering, like he'll give you a ride back. Oh, okay. Um, well, she'll climb on his back then. Hmm. You guys will take a kind of like a soft sprint, um, which is kind of nice, uh, especially right now because the snow is actually falling. You can see it kind of like uh, really kind of hitting hard. Uh, you guys have accumulated since you guys have been here, maybe another inch of snow uh, as you can still see everybody's footprints up and back to the manor. Um, by the time you get to the uh, the landing, he'll have uh, dots of, of like snow along his fur. You'll have it in your hair, uh, kind of on your horns. 
which your horn has again fully grown back at this point. Um, yeah. Eventually, guys, you will enter into the main foyer. Uh, and shake off the uh, the the dirt and grime and the, the well, not the dirt and grime, but the the, the snow really, uh, and walk into the main dining room. Uh, as everybody will note, the large uh, seven foot uh, wolf that that will enter the dining. <laughs> Maggie will stand up, and be like Everett, and she goes over and hugs him. Yeah, he'll get up on uh, on his hind legs and give you a hug. Everett had a great idea. Oh? Yes, he thought, what if we put the key in something portable? Like a box. That way we could bring the uh, port- the key to the portal inside with us. Which eliminates the threat of someone, you know, stealing the key and keeping us locked over here. Uh, he'll shrink down to... There is also another theory that I have. Oh? Oi. Oi. Um, it's... Uh, uh, if I put it in the key and I carry this thing with me, maybe I could put it in the same hole and open it up miles away to the same place if it's the same socket. Does that make any sense? So, like, we could have one person traveling with an item while you guys rest inside the castle. Making time as you guys take time. It seems like it might be dangerous for only one person to be traveling on the roads. What if something happens? But what if I tell you that I could make up more time than you guys could on foot? Alone. But we have a cart. I have four feet. So does the horse. And a large wolf that runs very fast. I just wouldn't want anything to happen to you because we were resting, sitting idly by while someone else does all of our work. Every day is a risk. We every day take things for granted and chances granted there could be a great help and it looks like right now you guys need that kind of help and because I know Charity I'm, I'm willing to give that help and Maggie of course Charity's just got like a little like tiny little stupid smile on her face Maggie's gonna like if she's nearby Charity she's gonna like hip bump her lightly and be like ooh It's all theoretical, of course. I don't know how it would work. I would only agree to it if someone else could travel with you. Like, then maybe two people patrol with one person, making time, keeping the cart going. That well. way we could all take it in shifts. That way we'd be constantly moving. Yes. No need for resting, no need for sleep. Everybody would be relaxed. I like you guys could take shifts, always traveling and never stopping. I like this idea actually a lot. This could get us so far. Maggie's going to get really excited as she wiggles in her seat a little bit. 
I'll travel with him. Um, the other thing- oh, right, where is the gentleman? Where has Hogsburg, Hogglesburg gone? Uh, he, you can hear the ruffling of, of bed blankets being remade in the bedrooms. Um, yeah, no, she's just gonna call it Hogglesburg. Can I ask you a question? Uh, yes, madam, just give me a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll hear a bedroom creak, door close, uh, down the little wooden hallway, creaking the, the, the boards until he kind of peeks around the corner. Uh, Everett kind of flinching a moment, like, oh my god, what the fuck? Um, yes. Um, would you know anything about the key that opens the portal to get here? Yes, I believe it was accompanied by a book. Do you guys have a book? She's going to turn to Everett and be like, is that the book you found? Do you think that's the book he's talking about? What book? I, uh, no, sorry, to, to Edmund. Oh, oh. Oh. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lock to it. That's... I mean, you can try it. Anyway, um, my question was more over if we uh, took the key out of the hole we used to open the portal and brought it with us, would it open back to the same place the portal was opened before? On this side? Yeah. Oh, so you're asking for details about the portal. Yes. Uh, yes, um, the portal works in a very distinctive way. Um, no matter when you turn the key, it will open the door. You, you just need an opening to, to turn it in. I'm sure you've probably learned it at this point. You're now inside of it. Uh, if the key comes into the door and is unlocked, uh, it will close the gate. And the next time you open it, uh, as long as you have a party member outside, at least one, uh, it shall open with them wherever they might be. If at any point everyone is in here and the key is turned, it will open up again in the same place that uh, you guys had entered. The only time that the portal will move is if there is a party member driving the pace outside, keeping the attachment of the party with the magic. It is an elegant spell. Yes. Well, there you go. That answers that question. So, yes, it will open back up to where the portal was last opened. Now, tell me more about this book you mentioned. Book? Uh, which one? Uh-uh-uh, don't do that. You're the one who brought it up. Which? Oh, I'm sure there is a book, yes. But which one? Um, Edmund found a book with like a guardian looking thing on the front of it it had a red stone in its chest ah yes that is the keeper's book um that is the only keyhole uh well it, it's one of the keyholes used for the key use it and unlock the book for a night uh and then in the morning 
when you relock it, the portal will open, and so that it never opens uh, outside of this domicile. It was a failed save. From your mother, of course. Oh, my mother. Yes. All right. Of course, your father was angry. She was messing with uh, uh, magic uh, so late at night, of course. Mm-hmm. And she's just going to get kind of quiet. Can Can you tell me more about how you know my like my mother and stuff like that? I I I I, I mean, if charity's done, that is. And she looks over at charity. <sighs> Every bit of information I have can come like a ton of bricks. I want you to be aware of this. I don't know if uh, any of this is even going to make sense to you. My mother is dying. I don't care what you need to tell me. Can I explain, please? I'm sorry. She'll sit down. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm simply laying out the fact that, yes, I I'm aware that I can give you this information and it may or may not be helpful. I just need you to know I need you to be ready when you get it. And ready as I'll ever be, I guess. I'm sorry for interrupting you again. That was very rude of me. That's fine. I, I understand that you're much like your mother, very passionate about the things that are around you and you typically want to move faster through it. It drove her to many rash but courageous decisions in her time as a hero. Maggie's gonna slowly blink. Excuse me? No, no, just keep going. I'll understand later. Just just keep going. Ignore my reactions. Okay. Right. Um, this house was uh, founded and made uh, for the High King of Graydon. Uh, a few millennia back. Um, it's changed over the time as the new owners would eventually get it from the sword itself. Normally, the key would stay with the owner of the sword. The party would enter with the High King and they would counsel here. People who wished to make the world a better place. People who traveled within his name. A sect that has many faces and many people inside of it. Uh, your family, one of these people. Uh, it was mostly secretive. Uh, it was full of the elites. Most of the legendary guild uh, members convened here over many, uh, many years, as of uh, within. Well, not uh, as of recently. Um, I believe it's it's actually got a weird system in your government now, uh, but we had guilds before. It was uh, hero stuff. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I hope you guys don't mind, but the house is uh, adapting with you. It's taking uh, renovations from your time and correcting the mansion for a more dated feel. Uh, in such, I'm also gaining some information from the past from you. No, that, that's fine. Raises his hand. Oh, whoops, sorry. 
No, Maggie's just. And Maggie was saying that, and then if MLM raised her hand, she would stop talking. That's fine. It was perfect the way it interrupted. Okay. Well, Willem raises his hand really up high. Yes, young master. I have quite a few questions. I'm sure you do. I'm sure everyone does. First of all, if this place is for heroes who want to do good in the world, why did I get the key? I never agreed to, to that. I'm just an, an urchin off the street who ran into these people. I don't know, sir. All I know is that when it is time to be found again, the key will appear. I don't know who that could be. Maybe it was for somebody else, but in a weird sort of way, fate brought it to them. Maybe it could have been all of them. I see we do have a royal among us, and he'll turn to Rodeo. Asan will nod. Um, I noticed my family sigil in the basement. Did you know them? Yes. You just noticed one. Uh, one of mine. Yes, yes. That was your father's. Yes. And I noticed, uh, what was it? Five others, and then there was one that was scratched away. Hmm. Yes. Yes. There was. Could you shed light on that? On what? The one that was scratched away. The one that was scratched away where? On the chair in the basement. On the chair in the basement where? Um, Asan will give his in back. In the secret to... room. Hmm. You mean the one in the chair in the basement down below that's been scratched off in the basement next to your father's? Yes. yes. Maggie's gonna roll her eyes. Secret basement? That's your uncle's. We'll talk about my that later. Uncles. Yes. What do I know about my uncle? Uh, very dark, man. Uh, I think he's made three assassination attempts on your father. Wonderful. Uh, he's still alive? You don't know. So, Asan, upon that knowledge, you know, he'll look a little, a little gray. A little, a little pale. You see, the sect was founded to watch over a gate. A gate that sealed off an entity more powerful than anything you comprehend. An entity so powerful it could wipe the slate completely clean. As you can guess, the sect protected this. But over time, your uncle was speaking to something in the dark. Something very persuasive. And it took him. Maggie's going to put her hand on Asan to comfort him a little bit. He looks... He looks... Shook. This entity now... And was in that time... The only thing that stands with knowledge of how to open the portal. The old members now long gone, the house forgotten. 
maybe it's protection could fall to you or maybe it's up to you to choose the next bouts of heroes to protect it I have a quick question though yes how can we know if oh, well I mean Ison's father is still alive Do you, is there any way to know it, okay <clears throat> let me back up those scrolls that are down there, what will they tell me about? I know that they'll tell me about the monster. Yes, that they obviously maybe still the way. It's more so stories. I want the facts. The facts are pretty simple. It goes back to the very creation of the world. You know, the legendary stories always do. Um... We all know that there was a dark god among the three. Uh, one of the sons of the creator. And it did mean things through the universe, creating things that uh, were way too powerful. Um, this is one of them. But the people of the world, created by the other two gods, the good gods, uh, they came together, and the spellcasters of their time band together and sealed the creature far away uh, a demon was next born taking your uncle and he now with the knowledge seeks to open the portal and release the creature was he driven mad I would like to think so, for it be the only reason he would. You'd have to be mad to strike out against your own flesh and blood the way he has. Maggie looks over to Charity. What about that man that we found? Do you remember him? The God Eater? Yes. No. You guys have met the God Eater? Yes. Oh. Thanks to the actions of one of our members who's no longer in our party. He's no longer chained. Oh. Yes. Well, uh, I don't personally know much about him, but I know he could be found in the Hall of Records. Also found below in the secret room. You're going to see Maggie try to like, shift in her seat. Like, she's going to go down there. <laughs> but she's going to wait till he's done talking, obviously. I must beseech you to read with caution <sighs> that room is full of things that some things ought not to be meddled with. It sounds going to look at Maggie. She's going to kick him underneath the table. Not now. This wasn't an I told you so look. This was a listen to him look. Oh, okay. I thought this was an I told you look. <laughs> um... But she's going to look at him. Isn't that knowledge that we could use to help people, though? Wouldn't it be worth? Some, yes. And some best left forgotten. Why, though? Why left forgotten? Because sometimes even the history can dredge up things from the dark. That the mere mention of a name might spark it yet again. 
But if we spark it up, we can kill it and get rid of it for good. I fear that magic has leached far from the world since those days. It's slowly fading from the world. Inching closer. Could you at least tell me which ones I should not look at so I don't open anything? Because I intend to go down there and read everything I can. Then I can assist you whilst down. I thank you. Bring scrolls related to information that you might need. Allow me to be your bookkeeper. I appreciate your your kindness and your willingness. She's going to smile. I am, I am here to serve the McCullens, the Graydens, of course, Gold Hands, sorry. Used to be that they were the Graydens, it's where the name of the, sorry, anyway, I, uh, <clears throat> yes. Um, if there is anything else uh, you may wish to ask, I uh, wouldn't mind answering. I just wish for a small uh, break in order to tidy up and do my duties. Uh, of, of course. Um, um, I will be down in that area soon. Obviously, take your time. I am in no rush for you to help me, but I'm going to go down there and do a little studying myself. I will only touch mine, Aeson's, and probably Charity's family, if she will allow me to. Hmm. Ah, uh, did anybody happen to pick up a for a rose of sorts? I don't think so. Aeson's going to look between the group. Aeson is? No, I mean, sorry, Maggie is. Shut up. Okay, listen, it's been a day for me. Didn't uh, Willem take that? Yeah, Willem did, but Willem's currently, like, sitting in the corner, disassociating from everything. His eyes are glossed over, and he's kind of, like, not there entirely from, like, what's been talked about. Edmund will speak up. Um, I think Willem was holding on to that. Remember, it was just in the door when we came in. Willem's going to snap out and be like, huh, what? The rose with the paper. Oh, right, that. And he's going to, like... Oh, where would he have put it? His pockets, most likely. Probably. Yeah, I was about to say pockets, he's gonna, probably. He's gonna pull it out of his pocket and, like, you mean this? Yep. Uh, he'll he'll walk over and, uh, ah, yes, yes, perfect, perfect. Ah, still in very good condition. I should think it should be. Uh, and he'll walk over to Aesan. This uh, was your father's. And he'll hand it over. And could you describe it to me again? Because I don't remember. It's a uh, it's a long stemmed flower. Uh, it's a rose. Uh, it has no petals or no thorns on it. Uh, thank you. Um, can you tell me what it is? Let's say something. Um. Yes. Uh, take a, a quick sniff of the flower and then flick it from your face. Uh, son will do that. Uh, okay. Out will come a large blade will extend from the petals as the folding takes on a more mechanical feel. Jagged ridges and edges uh, mark up a, a very weirdly curved longsword as it shins out a very tinged red to the blade with a lovely green emerald handle. Oh. 
It's beautiful. Why would he have left it here? I believe it was a part of his life that he left behind. It makes sense, but... It's called the Soul Rinder. The more justice you feel in your heart for those that you love, the stronger it becomes. Oh boy. That's going to be a strong weapon there, guys. Yes. I shall go clean, and he'll walk off. Willem's going to quickly chase after him. Uh, one second, I have a question. He'll turn around. Yes. Is there somewhere where I can get spare paper? Uh, spare paper can be found, uh, yes, in most of the studies. Uh, well, not paper, but parchment, of, of course. Paper is very expensive. Yes, of, of course. Uh, also, a needle and thread. Uh, that can probably be found in young Callan's room. Hmm? Might ask her. Sewing needle and thread. Oh, of course, I can help you with that. Why didn't you sell me anything? She's going to stand up and she's going to like put her hands on her hips. Come on. Oh, it, it, will you excuse us for a moment? I will be downstairs soon. Come on, you. Oh, it's, it's not for clothes. It's for... I'm trying to bind a book. Same thing. Come on. Uh, okay. And he's just going to follow. So, uh, right now, they're heading off. Uh, you've got uh, Everett, Edmund, Charity, and Asan in the room. So, who's taking the first patch of road? I I will. And Asan will turn to Maggie and look at her and be like, just please be safe and listen to what Hugglesburg says, Maggie. Please be safe. Oi. Uh, you know, uh, me and Charity haven't been traveling together in a while. Maybe we could take the first watch. And you could stay with the others. Make sure they're protected inside. Uh, make sure this place is safe. If you would like that. And then she pokes his chest, and maybe you could get some more rest. <sighs> all right, I'll rest. She points her finger back, and she'll pat his. He'll pat his arm. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Have fun, Charity. She teases as she runs away. Charity will laugh softly, and um, look over to. Asan, son, really, go get some rest. You look tired. I am tired. And he will go attempt to get some rest. Okay. I think this is a perfect place to stop for the night, uh, and we can uh, continue on next time. Uh, you guys uh, waking up after a full day's travel. Everybody getting uh, kind of some good rest for once. Uh, finding out some new information. Uh, who knows what can happen. Hello again, opportunists. My name is Winter and I play Charity the Tiefling Cleric. 
I wanted to say thank you for listening to us. We hope you enjoy our episodes as much as we do. Don't forget to like and follow our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Special thanks to Purple Planet Music as we use their music for our ambience and sound effects. Also, thank you to Cobalt Press as we use some of their monsters to keep our games feeling lively. Again, just a huge thank you to you guys, our listeners, for enjoying this journey with us. And remember, keep your opportunities open.